Welcome to Frame of Reference. Uh, um, thank you for joining us again. I'll give a little bit of a disclaimer. I think last week I said that that was, last time our recording said that it was episode five when it was actually, I oh know episode six when it was actually episode five because I read the season, not the episode number. <laughs> so we should be on episode six for this season five series or whatever. I am one of your hosts, Takesha. Um, I use she, her pronouns. I am a parent of three children. I am going to hopefully come up with a way to introduce myself that speaks more to who I am. I am a lover of baker. I'm, I'm a baker of loving, a lover of baking ah. <laughs> and um, design. And I don't know what else. I was just thinking about that today. I should like, you know, define myself a little more. I didn't just be an parent of children that are, we're homeschooling or providing self-directed education too. And today we also have my co-host. Niece, she, her, and I am a mother of two. I guess they're tweens now. I don't know. Getting there. Children. <laughs> yeah. Between young elementary and high school age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we come to you from New Jersey. Uh, if we're going to do land acknowledgement here, uh, this is uh, Lenape land here uh, in the New York, New Jersey area. I think we're still Lenape then, as far as we are, right? It goes mm-hmm. far. Yeah, up until parts of Long Island. Yeah. Yeah, so we are um, on that occupied land. Uh, I would hope that in the future I learn to do more than just do land acknowledgement. I know that's not enough. Um, I'm working on my decolonization stuff, but capitalism and colonization runs rampant through all parts of our (laughs) existence. So it's it's a daily challenge. Uh, Yeah, so um, we don't really have full, full segments here. We um, tend to talk about our frame of reference on certain topics. So today, I guess we can first check in on our like introductions on what's happening with us these days. Um, uh, for me, I am having a identity challenge here. I always thought of myself as a leader and doing being a parent and doing work as a, in a nonprofit work or in this community space. I'm realizing that leader is not, not it. I don't want to be your boss or in charge or whatever. I like collaborative um, partnerships and working in community with people. So I think that's something that's been putting me inside of so much of a rut when it's like, oh, you can do it by yourself. So I miss the days <laughs> when I could work with people and it'd be us doing stuff together. Uh, so I, I, I can't wait for us to you know, get a little more of a flow going with our co-op because that was like a happy place for me where we were like, you know, everybody took on a task or a role that suited them and things were nice and we could rely on each other as opposed to where I am in other space right now. But I think um, I will say, to be quite honest, as a person who is not very religious, but, you know, can accept, you know, there's a universe, whatever's happening in it. Sometimes when I hit rock bottom and express stuff that then things start to align up. So uh, I had a really rough um, Wednesday and then I ended Wednesday on a more positive note. So I'm feeling okay. We're recording on a Friday, July 16th. So hopefully this gets up and running by next week. (laughs) But yeah, so what's going on with you, Shanice? Um... Not much. I feel like that's my answer always. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and other people disagree, but I don't know. I don't know if that's that I just don't, I don't know, feel the same way about things mm-hmm. that other people do or what? I don't know. Anyway, you do um, all the things, all the things. <laughs> 
but they don't like it doesn't feel like work necessarily or, mm-hmm. or things so it doesn't register in my mind that way that's because you um, only do what you joy are you well that's true i have no problem saying no to mm-hmm. anything or <laughs> anyone so yeah. that, that could be a big factor mm-hmm. in that um the wrapping up the week the kids went to camp this week so that was a thing that we did <laughs> um that required lots of different energy than we usually move with having to be up super early and on a firm time schedule um packing lunches again and I mean that's not true we pack lunches when we go out a lot to meet friends and whatnot because we're homeschoolers and our kids eat 50 times a day um yes but having to pack enough food early in the morning for them to be able to carry and then foresee how they were going to make it through the rest of the day mm-hmm. um which also ended up with me like packing a second lunch for when I pick them up for them to immediately uh, eat in the car. You're so prepared. <laughs> and then them usually eating again, not long after we've been home. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do they finish the food that you um, send with them? Every day with the exception of yesterday, they ate everything all week long. Mm. Tegan did not finish yesterday, but they had um, given them some extra things there. Like, I think it was, like, it was hot. So they had, like, extra ice pops and they had mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, and I think they just didn't have time yesterday because they had so much mm-hmm. going on at camp to mm-hmm. sit and finish. And they made it through without any, like... Because both my kids have some attention issues, so... Mm-hmm. Um, if they If they have to focus very quickly in shorter period of time it's it's not going to happen um and that's more likely what happened yesterday's tea mm-hmm. um but so we've been doing that and so i had a lot of time this week where i laid around and watched christmas movies and <laughs> pretty much i have been steadily checking off the list of things that i set for myself mm-hmm. for my july goals um and that's been pretty going going pretty well i one of the things at the top of my list for july was to learn more and get more into investing and so i've been doing some webinars and things that have been geared towards women specifically and companies that primarily feature women because that's what I am most interested in. I'm really not here for the finance pros. Um, so anything I could help support get off the ground, I am all for it. But a lot of those things are usually happening or they have been lasted the last two or three weeks around the like between the five and eight o'clock time. Mm-hmm. So that's usually when I'm cooking dinner or when we're eating dinner. Um, in that time frame, so they've been on in the background while we've been doing this thing so the kids have been sitting and watching and asking questions and taking notes too so that's been uh, a nice benefit I don't have to take that information and later share Mm -hmm. it with them if they're getting it at the same time that I'm getting it that's cool that's a good way um we've been doing a lot of that I went to the library five times this week if you're on the IG, you saw a pretty terrible book we came across in the library. Um, Wait, now I can't remember. Oh, yeah. No, but no. other than <laughs> that, we've got some new librarians who are, apparently our, our reputation precedes us. So we've never seen these people before, but they knew us. So listen, I'm over here like if the, um, <laughs> the listeners can know, can see how how lack of shock is on my face that you were at the library like of course you are you always manage to get that library saying i love it um my kids are trying to step up their reading game a little bit all on their own it's impressive um i had i had a fun um thing where this week uh my oldest last week he requested 
um, that we were talking about, he wants to play, be a scientist. So I was like, okay, I can sit down with you. So like that, so we schedule a meeting. I put him in my calendar for Wednesday. And of course, because I had a meeting with him, my other son was like, I want a meeting with you. Um, so I was like, when do you want a meeting? My Friday, my Thursday was free since we didn't have co-op um, this week or whatever. So I was like, okay, I'll put you in on Thursday. What time do you want the meeting? 10.30. A. Okay, 10.30. So um, I was late to the meeting because I decided to take a shower. And of course, my mom called me before I was going to get in the shower. So she interrupted my flow. So the kids took the phone. So I was like, I'm just getting in the shower. So they hung up on her at some point <laughs> with her. I don't know if they hung up on her. But anyway, um, so then we had a meeting. When I was preparing for the meeting, all you hear him saying is, I have to get hydrated for the meeting. <laughs> He's like, I have to be hydrated. I need some hydration. I'm like, where is he getting this? who is telling <laughs> so and then we proceeded to invite his older brother to the meeting where they just read the science book together and then I ended up um facilitating my daughter making her own eggs because she was hungry and I was like fine I'm up um I'm in the kitchen and she looked so sad because she couldn't figure out what to eat she decided she really wanted to make herself eggs and then she did it again today I always knew that if I if when the time was right she'd be more into she was asking me when you were my, when you were younger, did you cook? And I was like, I didn't learn how to cook until I was much older than you. <laughs> I was not thinking about six at six years old making food. There was plenty of adults in the household. <laughs> I never had to worry about cooking. Um, I think I was like thirteen. I was like to my mom, I want to learn how to cook. Uh, but yeah, anyway. Um, so uh, that was our week, basically. And I just came back from the supermarket. I bought a bunch of frozen fruit because your um, smoothie making inspired me. So I'm going to make some mango or whatever um, smoothies. And um, yeah, we have to. Oh, we we did something fun yesterday. We cleaned out my refrigerator. And that was a interesting activity to do with the children. They really enjoyed it outside of the parts where they stressed me out by spilling water all over the floor and um spraying uh things that would take to our refrigerator that were paper i'm like please don't that you now i have to take these things off the wall because <laughs> they're wet now they're gonna stick to the refrigerator but otherwise and we were supposed to do the freezer but i listen i overdo it i don't know if we've had this conversation about my all or nothing oh you, you and i have had it off of <laughs> off of the recordings or whatever but um i am an all or nothing cleaner so I can't do things like I call it at a glance. <laughs> so this refrigerator cleaning required us taking everything out of the refrigerator. So kids took all of the food and stuff out. I took all of the shelves and drawers and everything out. We cleaned every single one of them before everything went back into the refrigerator. So my refrigerator looks brand new. And now we have to do that for the freezer. But I couldn't do the freezer in the same day because I was so overwhelmed by just having to manage the kids and all that stuff but yeah um so then now they're waiting when are we gonna do the freezer when is it <laughs> like i guess when we're done with our recording we'll do freezer um and maybe we'll make one of the uh, mango smoothies i do expect that i'm gonna be the one enjoying the mango smoothie more than the kids since i'm the one that eats mango but we'll see maybe they'll do it anyway ah but yeah so that was our week um with the kids um and oh what do we have so we have nothing coming up um because it's the summertime um i would like to put a disclaimer out there um thinking about it so there is a post um not post one of our recordings an episode did we talk about the the why we became like we started a homeschool of color didn't we have that conversation? I'm sure, we've had that conversation several times. Yeah. So, I mean, if you are following us on Instagram or you just came across us through Families for Equity or Homeschools of Color, let's say, like, you know, I don't know, you're somebody who's moving to New Jersey <laughs> and you find yourself in need of brown communities or black communities with people of color, specifically black people. I just want to put this disclaimer out there that if you yourself, do not share the identity or the lived experience of a person of color, especially a Black person. Please do not take it upon yourself to invite yourself 
to said spaces. You, as a person who do not live the experience of a black or brown person, some people see that as by POC, black indigenous person of color or just POC person of color, which means that no, we're not talking about people with tans. No, we're not talking about people who have white skin that is def- def- technically a color on the spectrum. We are talking about brown people, non-white people who have a certain level of marginalization and experience life differently. For instance, when you are in a homeschooling space, you may be asked, oh, does the co-parent also do education because somebody learned that your co-parent is white? Or they may ask you questions about where do you um, get your credentials to homeschool your children? In homeschooling spaces where people know that you do not need any um, whatever, um, credentials credentials to homeschool. Someone may ask if you're the nanny in a space where you have children that may not look exactly like you by skin color references or whatever. There are plenty of things that happen to brown, black and brown people in homeschooling spaces and natural parenting spaces, parenting spaces in just regular black, our black experience spaces where we require safe spaces to meet other people who have similar experiences to ours. Just because you consider yourself an ally or you also have brown children or black children who have may may have had experiences does not welcome you into these spaces. I shouldn't have to say this. (laughs) And I will also add on to that. Just because your family is black and brown you white person on the, on the internet should not be joining these spaces that do not say that allies or white people are welcome because it's on the internet. Your brown, black and brown children will not be joining Facebook with you. If that's the case, let them have their own Facebook page and they can join homeschooling spaces. It's also like if you're <laughs> confused about this, yes, you can just ask. Yes. You can just ask. Mm-hmm. Most of these communities do have admins that are available. Or when Facebook. you say get to a question that makes it clear, but you've already started, you can just acknowledge that you made a mistake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this space is you. Yeah, there is a reason why that question is being asked. It's it's to you know, and please answer it honestly. But there is a reason still why it's being asked. So I just want to put that out there that um, we do have spaces. I we do. Um, have families directly, like I said, that does allow white people, but we do see from time to time that people try to join spaces like our homeschools of color where they are not of color. And as a dominant parent homeschooling their children, we would like for you to be mindful of the fact that the space is supposed to be safe and sacred for someone like you. And if you consider yourself an ally, yet you still think that should reward you um, access to the space, then are you really an ally? Are you really practicing that allyship? If this has to be said to you, consider that next time you try to join just any group. <laughs> That's my PSA for, um, they just, my, the spirit moved me to just point that out. Um, so yeah, so yeah. What do we want to talk about as far as topic um, for today? Um, do you want me to just, I just wrote down the main stuff I didn't actually write down, how to move into it. Um, I think we had a couple different things, so I guess you can just mm-hmm. uh, jump into it, jump into <laughs> which thing you want to start with. Um, well, I wrote down like gift giving and respectability and boundaries. And I, um, I was feeling myself a little earlier about the whole boundaries thing. I was telling you that I have a couple of like, I can be, you know, straightforward about, not straightforward, but a little candid about my challenges with, um, as an adult, um, what's it called? Um, setting boundaries. And then the, um, I think for me, it's the pushback of the setting of the boundaries that's getting to me. You know, um, telling your kids no, and then them pushing back on that. Um, we have a child in our family who 
I, oh, I was gonna I was gonna come tell you guys about this. Um, so how do you deal with children where you um, it's not a natural consequence. It's a because you're done this, you no longer get to do this thing, and then they threaten to run away. It's not necessarily something that I told them, but still like this idea. So I was having a conversation with my son today about like, because I don't feel safe in this house. I don't feel respected. Okay, why don't you feel those things? What happened? Let's talk about it. You don't listen to me and you talk over me. Okay, but that's not really what happened last night. You were going to bed and you were making a lot of noise. And then daddy told you you can't have something that he that you guys were talked about because you weren't listening. And then you got upset. <sighs> So, yeah, anyway, um, that's not necessarily specifically all the boundary stuff, but I feel like for me in general, as an adult setting boundaries, I'm like overwhelmed by the pushback when you set those boundaries. And I'm, I think I'm trying to, I'm struggling with like managing that because in theory, it's like, you know what, you have the right to set boundaries um you have a right to tell people that you feel like this is something you're okay with you're not okay with and then yeah they just have to deal with it but then when you you know you do that with a child and they're not necessarily mature enough to accept boundaries so for me I'm having a little bit of a I don't know what it's called mm-hmm. colliding well, with like it- emotions is it which part of it rather is giving you the most pause uh i don't know because it's so many ones like it's like so how do we let's have a conversation without like making it big so a big one i mean like is it just the pushback itself or is it the I don't like this, so I'm going to run away part. Like, is it the run away or the like whatever the thing is? It's the it's the it's- being able to set the boundary and then having that parent parenting guilt, you know, like in these like conscious parenting, attachment parenting ideas that, you know, your kid is only capable of so much. So, like, you know, for instance, let's use a one that is broad enough, like it's not like telling like being so you know in depth in my family whatever but for instance you know Kyson he's very affectionate and we spend every day setting the boundary of not Bob not being on my body and I'm I can be touched out so I've come to a conclusion that we're in a minute of a pandemic he's six years old he's used to like interacting in a certain way so he's been doing it a lot more in the past couple of months than he has done the couple of months before that he's going regressing a little. So I want to set the boundary that um, please stop sitting on top of me. Don't sit behind me and kick me. Stop touching me. And then he'll move away and then he'll make his way back to me. And it's just like, okay, I'm setting this boundary. We have in the past been like, oh, I can clearly understand that you need a hug or you want some affection from me. Please ask. Let me like ask to be in whatever, but it's just there's a boundary. You could tell he gets upset sometimes if I like push him away and I don't necessarily always use great language after the 45th time of saying, please get off of me or whatever. Um, but then I get feel guilty. You know, I know I have the right to set the boundary of saying, please don't touch my body and please, you know, give me space. But also I know he's a six-year-old <laughs> who cries a certain level of like, so I could feel some days I'm like, oh, I feel bad. So then you know, after like some time, I'll like let him snuggle with me. And then my husband, who's usually helping with this, is like, hey, get off of her. I have to give him a look like, okay, no, it's okay right now. But it's like, it's just unclear for both of us or everybody involved when it's okay and when it's not. And for me, it's usually not okay when you're treating me like furniture. You are obviously kicking me you we're supposed to be cuddling but you're like moving all over the place and it's making me uncomfortable and all these other things are you just hugged me you walked away and now I'm just want a moment to myself like to me it's clear when I want when I'm okay with the affection or not but for him it doesn't you know translate in the same way so 
And like I said, it doesn't speak for everybody else. And then sometimes when he is good about not doing it, one of the other ones are like, ooh, mommy's free. You know, so I'm just like, oh, well, that's one of the ones that's a big one because it's been happening, you know, forever. It's been a like a touched out thing. And we did get a little better at it. And then now it's just back to being like literally but every time he, I sit. So are they asking? No, he, st- he doesn't well, ask anymore. So, <laughs> that's where I usually say you're supposed to. But I find to- sometimes what happens when that stuff falls away is that we aren't being as regimented about it. Mm-hmm. And so they aren't, right? And so mm-hmm. because because they're young and we're trying to reinforce new habits, like the onus of those things fall on us, mm-hmm. right? To, for an extended period of time, like potentially years before it becomes just second nature to them. So mm-hmm. I would go back to making sure that you're stopping it as it's happening to go, did you ask first? And then, opposed to waiting after the like 50th time of like, okay. Right, so as soon as it starts yeah. happening the first time, mm-hmm. I would go, did you ask me mm-hmm. if you could do this or if you could touch my body or how you could touch my body? And in those moments, I would give him the space or give them the space to actually ask properly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then use that to answer very specifically yeah. what you're okay with in that moment. So even if it, so, because even if it, ultimately they don't under, have to understand the arbitrariness of it mm-hmm. because you don't understand the arbitrary of it, mm-hmm. arbitrariness of it. They just have to understand that they need the consent part of it. Mm-hmm. So, and getting the consent part allows you to give them the clarity for that, that moment or that interaction. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I get caught up in the guilt of it all. Like, you know, like, you know, as somebody who's supposed to be conscious and <sighs> sharing space and like caring for my kids, I'm like, but I, I feel me, you know, being like, no, you can't touch me when I'm like, but that's also, you know, so, okay. So you might not be saying you can't touch me after the 50th time, right. Of sitting there getting annoyed and having all these things. Yeah, it's mostly like get then off of me. <laughs> then it's, you can't touch me. But if yeah. you asked me first, then I could have a moment to think about it and say, well, you know what? Right now, I'm okay with holding hands yeah. or I'm okay with a quick cuddle mm-hmm. or I'm okay with, a, a, you know, hugging you for yeah. five minutes if it's a longer cuddle or whatever, or you yeah. can sit in my lap. So like you get the chance to think, to check in with yourself what and is decide the- what the thing is in that moment. Yeah, so I'm I've and been I would also less mindful. That's true. Step in when I see them not mm-hmm. doing it to each other, right? Because yeah. it's not just about getting it from you, that even if they're both, say, having a good time and climbing and wrestling mm-hmm. on each other in pairs or, or the whole group mm-hmm. or whatever, saying, Hey, I noticed that I didn't hear anybody state any rules about how you were going to, or if this is okay, mm-hmm. is this okay for everybody? Yeah, I usually and then pay go att- on about my business. Yeah, I usually pay attention to that when it's when it's extra, like you know, like they're right, yeah. really fighting, or when somebody I do clearly, hey, hear say like, don't do that, and like I hear someone saying not to do this, and it's usually the other two. He's usually the one that's like giving extra, like because you know he's he's a troll. But I think it's so, in yeah, that's those, smart. Yeah, um, more mundane moments mm-hmm. that it gets triggered to memory. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. when you're starting to, when they're already starting to escalate, mm-hmm. they don't care about the consent because yeah. now they're, they're more focused on, well, I was okay until you did this, yeah, which is fair. Like that's a whole other argument, mm-hmm. but yeah, and that then, means- because then also we get trapped in the moment of saying, well, you were playing this game too. But mm-hmm. if you didn't have that conversation at the beginning, it doesn't matter if you were playing the game too, because you missed the opportunity to say exactly what things yeah. you were comfortable with. Yeah, that reminds me of the time when my I know my daughter hates him being hate now that since they have their own beds, she hates when they play on her bed. And one time I just happened to be upstairs and he he went from her his bed to her bed. And I'm like, doesn't come on out like you on her bed? And then he got up because like this is like it was not nobody was complaining about it. But I'm like, yeah. I know that she doesn't like this thing and you have your, your bed is empty. <laughs> like it's not like, oh, my bed is full of toys. That's why I'm on her bed. It's no, you're you just happen to be over in this section. Keep in mind though that 
her bed is in the spot that his bed was and he didn't want that spot. So it's also like, why are you over here? Uh, but yeah, anyway, but okay. Yeah, I think, I, again, I think it's just the, the humdrum of like all the different stuff. So mm-hmm. I- Yeah, there's a lot. We've got yeah. a lot going on here in that respect. We've got a lot of, um, I don't even want to say interpersonal issues because that's not mm-hmm. it. Everybody's yeah. got some things going on that needs its own research and its own- team Mm -hmm. and aligning the teams and getting the things Mm -hmm. it's there's there's a lot of that and a lot of reading and a lot of like um, yeah making sure everybody understands everything and all the moving parts and like it's a lot Mm -hmm. and speaking of like uh you were saying that we have tweens i am feeling that like there needs to be a um what's it called some interruption in having this nine-year-old who is really getting into the attitude of a tween, mm. the teen stage, the whatever, or the suck, the ignoring, rolling eyes and all the stuff. Some of the stuff he gets from me, some of the stuff he's getting from other things and some of the stuff is just whatever. And I'm like, I don't want to be here because I know better, you know, like I, <laughs> but I have not tapped into, like, I feel like I am making the, I don't even want to call them mistakes, but like those things where, you know, when you set yourself up, the reason why teens don't, Mm-hmm. Um, act, they end up acting yeah. like teens, quote unquote, because adults are like dismissive of them or whatever. And I get caught up in that. Like, this is the one who wants to run away. But now he doesn't. Like, that was last night. This morning, he's like, oh, it was a test. I'm like, that sounds like you were. He said, it was oh, a circling test. back to that. Yeah. He, yeah. He was like, it was. And just be like, okay, well, you know, <laughs> sorry that you feel that way. Mm-hmm. Um, we could have a conversation about ways to make that different but that those ways have to work for for me too so like we have to we can come to some solutions maybe however i'm curious as to what you think running away looks like and let's talk about that let's flush that out oh yeah we didn't get to that part what (laughs) happened is so he came downstairs saying he doesn't feel respected and he doesn't feel safe this is the second time he said these words so tomorrow he's going to leave and go live somewhere else i said where and he said, I don't know. I'm just going to leave this house because I don't feel respected or whatever. So he left. Tyson, not right now, please. Um, so um, he, I said, you know what? Let's talk about this tomorrow, right? So then today comes and I'm like, I noticed that he's over it, right? But I don't really want to bring it up. But also I kind of want to like not wait until it's like bubbling again, right? So I was like, I noticed that, you know, you made a comment. You talked about something yesterday. You don't seem to feel that way today. He said, I was just testing to see how much you love me. And that Kyson said, like, basically was like, he loves me. He doesn't want me to go anywhere. So I'm going to stay. And I was just like, that's like you're trying to manipulate me. I kind of feel a little like some type of way about that. But also, I also don't want to ignore your feelings, you know? Like you're telling me that you don't like when he's using this language, I'm like, okay, I want to hear you. But what do you think that looks like? Or what, what does respect look like? And then, like I said, he brought up things that had nothing to do with the incident that happened last night, but I'm still mm-hmm. like, okay. Um, Cause you do those things as well. Like you're mad when when that's talking, when that happens, like when he's talking about things that seem to you unrelated, mm-hmm. do you, or can you, or have you right? Asked him, how did this like how did this how does this relate to last night last night how did you feel this way can you give me a specific answer because i want to understand and i'm not seeing how this is related because in his mind it could be in a really roundabout seemingly nonsensical way because Mm -hmm. kids can be like that and then when they say it you're like okay i can oh i see it now but until they tell you, you have no idea how they're making those connections. It's, yeah. Sometimes uh, it just seems unrelated and it is in some weird way, but they have to be able to verbalize it in order for you to get it. Yeah, I think what it was more is um, based on our conversation, because we ended up going down the route of him explaining all the reasons how he feels about like being unsafe or not respected. Because I was like, what does not respect look like? And I kept running off like different things that he kept trying to talk. And he was like getting upset that I'm cutting him off. I'm like, but I'm not done talking. He's like, but I hate when people talk over me. I'm like, who talks over you? Everybody talks over me. My friends, but I was like, but you talk over your friends as well. And his sister was like, yeah, you talk over, we all do that. I'm like, he's like, oh, 
I'm like, I understand it. Like, I understand you're mad at people for this certain thing, but you have to understand that we all do it. So I understand, like, I'm not like trying to dismiss, like, a, like trying to like say that you're, you don't have a right to feel this way, but also um, I'm just trying to figure out, you know, what makes, what, you know, where we are in this conversation. So it kind of, he ended up basically telling me he was done talking about it, <laughs> but um, I do feel like we want to revisit it again because this is not the first time and he's using certain language and I'm like okay so let's let's see what because the are based on what happened last night do you want to go to sleep you you know you want to talk about your bedtime is it not late enough or whatever and honestly the way we tell them that the reason why they have the bedtime like you have a bedtime to go to bed but you don't have to go to sleep at that time what we ask of you is to not make a bunch of noise and what you get in trouble for is jumping around upstairs and making a lot of noise like we were literally watching a show and had to pause it because they were making noise. One person was screaming because they're scared. My daughter's not allowed to watch Worst Witch anymore because she told me she was afraid of things that happened in Worst Witch. I was like, but that happened the other day. <laughs> you know? um, so yeah, so we were just basically trying to, I was just basically trying to fledge out like what he was looking for. Because for me, if it's... Um, you want to go to bed at a so you want to go to bed later. I kind of understand that, but I keep arguing. My argument to them is like the reason why you have this bedtime is because y'all wake up so early and we need a break, you know? So if you can wake up later, which doesn't happen because it doesn't matter what time you go to bed, midnight, 10 o'clock, whatever, you still wake up in the morning, you're stomping down the stairs, you're screaming in the morning. And when so how are we getting sleep? How are we getting like non-children time when you know, it's all whatever. They so, offer any solutions to that, or has he no. offered any solutions? To that? At this point, he doesn't feel like so. So, I do think we're gonna probably have a family meeting to explore it a little more. I just didn't really want to get into a oh, so last night you said you were gonna you um leave the house and it don't look like you're going <laughs> the kind of thing. But because even last night I was like, I understand. Um, well, maybe sleep on it. We'll talk about it tomorrow. But <laughs> my husband just looked at each other like, like, do you want to go stay at your aunt's for a couple of days? <laughs> they have this thing about like grass is greener as well like they'll be like um we want to go live with Sisha and Tegan I'm like Sisha and Tegan do chores and then they'll look like uh <laughs> like, like you think that like I'm being hard on you but like there are other family dynamics work in different ways that you're not used to as well but I'm okay with you trying that out like if you need to experience something different or we need to sit down and talk about whatever. Um, but it's also like, it's, I just think we're in a transition phase because they do want more responsibility to some degree. They've been trying to like clear dishwashers and wash dishes. And like I was telling you that Kamor has been making eggs and all this other stuff. So there's stuff happening, um, but they're also like pushing back as well, which I think is just a natural, like, you know, rite of passage um, as they're growing, but I think if we had a few more outlets, like how we always talk about before the pandemic of having the co-op where I had less kid time and they had other time with other people, mm. but you know, we've just been 24 seven. It's like, we're in a freaking, um, what's it called? Groundhog day now where we're repeating every day is the same thing. Um, wake up, scream about breakfast, hungry about this stuff, want these certain things. I'm yelling, daddy's yelling, dinner happens, bedtime happens, then repeat. You know, <laughs> So if we get some interruption, maybe that'll, you know, make things better. But, and I also, oh, one night he wanted to um, stay up all night reading and um, his sister wanted, and brother were trying to go to bed and they wanted the light turned off. And he's like, but I'm reading. Maybe if I had my own bedroom. So I was like, then go in the other bedroom. There's another bedroom across from you, the playroom, go sleep in there. No, maybe if we move to another house and I have my own bedroom. I was like, you can have your own bedroom now. Go in the other room. <laughs> but he keeps like, I think he's in this phase of like threatening stuff. And then when, we, when we're like double down, okay, then go do that thing. You, you want to read all night. You want to, if you think you should have your own room to do that in, there is another room that if that's what this is, but they, they've been asking for, he's been asking for his own room for a while, but then he doesn't want to sleep alone. So it's like, what do you really want? <laughs> is it that he just wants private space to do things? 
that's not sleeping? Um, I don't know. That would be the equivalent of like wanting an office or just like a, which is lots of people want that. Yeah. Well, that's been explored in the past when he has like his moments or whatever and he wants to be alone. I tell him, you can have my room. Like, we're not in our bedroom all day long. So he can go in there and close the door. He does have that, like, even this office that I'm in, like, if he can go in there. We have talked about that in the past. But this was a, I want to, I want to stay up all night reading. Um, if I wasn't in my feelings, I probably would have, like, just gotten him a flashlight. <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it with you. Um, but it was, it's more like he's just exploring all these things. Like, oh, I want this thing and I want that. And I want it in this way to make this, like, the, what... But that's what I'm saying. Like that, he could have very much gone in the it's playroom. Like a language issue. Sometimes not like a disordered issue, but mm-hmm. the the language being used in response, mm-hmm. setting it to um, not necessarily more aggressive, but mm-hmm. like something worthy of push of pushback mm-hmm. whereas maybe if the suggestion wasn't like i'm trying to think of the right language like it seems like some of it is baity in a way because mm-hmm. of the the way that you're reacting to it mm-hmm. it causes is. him to further react to it whereas if it was just a more neutral thing Mm -hmm. which has happened in the past right so i'm wondering if like say in that situation if you had just been like oh so why don't you just go read in the other room and then you can come back to your bed when you're ready Mm. instead of being like go have that room like i don't Mm. think there's anything inherently wrong with saying go have that room but i can see how like if you're already in a kind of escalated way, how it becomes something easy to push back against. Yeah, that's why I'm saying it was like, because it's what's happening is he's making a threat or whatever, and I'm right. doubling down on it. Like, okay, so I'll give you one better. You can yeah. have a room. And so, because that's what I said, like either you're in the room with them and you respect the fact that they want to go to sleep and turn the light off and you turn off the light and go to sleep or you go to or the even other room. if it's even yeah. just the tone of being mm-hmm. like, here's a suggestion versus like go do this thing yeah we'll solve your problem that's fair that's what i'm telling you about me like feeling like okay i know that the way i come to the um conversation is where i can end up making that mistake of building this like having this um quintessential parent teen relationship but Mm -hmm. like if i wasn't but i really want to be more in partnership with i don't want to necessarily be at odds with him but I feel it happening but like I can have this conversation with you now like oh like I know and this is I'm not saying like it's I handled it wrong much less than them like it's that way of handling leads to down this road of like right you know but so, that's yeah. what I mean like if mm-hmm. he's already primed to have yeah. to be pushed that whatever mm-hmm. you say to push back against it and yeah. it's said intentionally with a more suggestive tone mm-hmm then a like here's a thing you can do yeah it might until he comes down from that um pushback phase mm-hmm. might make it easier for him to hear those things yeah and engage with them yeah that makes sense um because that's also in the past i've said that to my husband and since because they're only like two years apart and um i don't think it's a bad idea for him to have a different bedtime from the other two and be able to read longer, but like if he wants to read at night or do whatever. So we could probably explore giving him that option of like, oh, I see at night, you may want some more time to read or whatever. So here, you can hang out in this room to read. And then when you're ready to go to bed, you can go over there. So that's good. Yeah. But so I can we, I can bring those things up when we finally have a family meeting. We might do that this weekend because <sighs> things are just like boiling up and I'm like, I need a reprieve of some of these things. Mm-hmm. And they are at a stage where we can talk more about it and they are getting better language. Um, some is it, some of it's coaching from us and some of it's like, they're really trying to explore what they really want. So yeah, um, that's good. Uh, but that's, those are my boundary issues for today. <laughs> Thank you for the session. No. <laughs> 
um yeah we were also talking about um if you want to get into like the gift giving thing a little bit or I don't know where we are in time I didn't really look at the time when we started talking we got a few minutes um mm-hmm. I think um I think my big issue we've done we did a whole episode on gift giving before mm-hmm. uh, and we've done issues on respectability before and this is a little mm-hmm. bit of both <laughs> I'm part of it is me just being tired of capitalism in general and like part of it is y'all being hypocrites of the highest degree um we can't be saying things like we're against colonialism we want to decolonize we want to be liberated we want to be free we want to be against respectability you know wear what you want speak how you want live how you want see with who you want blah blah blah. however when you come to my child's party you better have a gift Mm, girl what how does that work and the fact that the the basis for that in a lot of cases if people feel like they weren't raised or they were raised that they can't show up empty-handed why not yeah you a lot of y'all were also raised that bill cosby was a great person and things change and this is um the more you know like and this is in between his um what's it called pull your pants up because I'm going to say like I don't understand well you know that's a whole other issue but yes specifically to speak to that I don't understand this like fanfare for Bill Cosby because as far as I can remember even as a child in elementary school Bill Cosby wasn't here for none of us so Mm -hmm. Uh, um, you had to look and speak and talk and dance a specific way in order for him to give two shits about Mm -hmm. you as a proper human being who had black and brown skin so i I don't understand that doesn't Um, as a murphy have a whole skit about mm -hmm. bill murphy and um even whatchamacallit not like yeah (laughs) what kind of smile (laughs) but like if you i feel like first of all i don't have parties where i expect people to bring gifts i encourage them not to and i'm not taking anything to anywhere now depending on our relationship or how and how I'm feeling that day and how close I am to you or whatever their various factors. I might, if I have time, be like, okay, I'm on my way now. Mm-hmm. Do you need anything? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that is completely up to me and all of the things. I'm not having the party. You're having the party. Mm-hmm. I didn't birth the child mm-hmm. or adopt the child mm-hmm. or any of those things. Those are decisions that you made. Mm-hmm. So if you're having a party, is it because you're trying to cash in on this kid or because you're celebrating the life and existence of this kid? Mm-hmm. So, I think we probably talked about gift giving from the other side of that. Like when, yeah. That, but like also, and the thing that was most irritating to me, right? Mm-hmm. It was a lot of this, you know, I was raised to never go anywhere empty-handed. Why? Because most of the time y'all bring shit that nobody really wants. Mm -mm. You're just adding to the the clutter and garbage and whatever Mm -hmm. that I have. Or I have to send your stuff home that you came with because you didn't want to come empty-handed home Mm -hmm. with somebody else because I don't want it. Mm -hmm. Or you didn't actually consider the per Like most people don't actually consider the person getting the gift. Like... Right. And I'm not talking specifically about me because I tell y'all straight out, you can take that back with you. I don't want that. Mm -hmm. Um, But just in general, and I see people have to go with it and deal with this all the time. It's like, if you would just stop and consider and listen to what people say instead of what you think they mean, because that's a whole other conversation. Y'all got to stop trying to read between the text when you can't hear the words being spoken to you. Mm -hmm. There is no subtext when you can't hit the actual text first. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it, I feel like it gets a little um, slippery slope. Like, are you expecting me to be, bring a gift per person, per kid that I have coming, per family? Like, it just gets all like, all of it and somebody with multiple. And then they get into the layers, right? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's okay if you're really sufficiently broke, but... Mm-mm. 
otherwise it's a problem, then it's just a problem. Like, why do I have to prove my poverty to you? Why does that even matter? That, that, that is like, see, so I'm that's an issue. But then there's also the thing like, well, you know, you could just go to the dollar store and grab something. Why? Why is it that anything matters as long yeah. as it presents itself as an offering to you? That's not a gift. That's not a real gift. <laughs> see, this is why I'm like, you know what? Bet. You I feel like if that's the way you feel, don't invite me because Lord mm-hmm. knows yeah. I don't want to be at your party where mm-hmm. there's all probably going to be all sorts of other shit that I don't want to have to deal mm-hmm. with anyway. Like I don't want your favors because I'll just eating, be given right yeah. what your favors are. Like some of y'all, entertain, I have to entertain the, the my own kids. of what you're playing at these kids' parties, mm-hmm. like all kinds of things. Like I can yeah. just not deal with any of it. To deal with your drunk um, uncle, your um, cousin over there making all the noise, and. But, you don't yeah. actually have kid toys or kid activities at the kid birthday party that you made me come to. And then you're just going to give my kids a bunch of sugar. But the thing the is, you it. also don't want to put these things, like put that on the invitation. Mm-hmm. Like I'm very clear. I don't now, mm-hmm. because I feel like enough people should know mm-hmm. that know me. Um, but for a long time, we were putting on explicitly writing on our invitations, like do not bring gifts. Mm-hmm. Why aren't you putting, if this is the way you feel, like commit to the way you feel, why is this not gifts required on your invitation? Because mm-hmm. y'all don't want to do that because you don't want to seem greedy, but you but are in fact talk. greedy and respectable. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, and then you want to talk shit about the people who own it. Yeah. yeah, own it. So then, yeah, I I think I stopped getting invited to birthday parties when I was explicitly like, I don't bring gifts to birthday parties. And that's I, cool. Not if I'm expected like, to. If I feel like it, I feel like it, but I'm not doing it, especially when we started in these um co- these groups and mm-hmm. it was like 20 families. I'm like, that's an investment that I don't have. I don't know how people do it, be part of like big friend groups and they're all going to each other's weddings and buying. Nope, nope. I like you. But my issue is like, not that much. even if I have it, don't mean I want to give it to you. Like having mm-hmm. something does not mean that the rest of you all are entitled to it. Mm-hmm. And is that really how you want to set up your values with your kids in their relationships? Like the friends who come to your party with a with something in hand is the value one you value more than the other ones. Um, to me, a birthday party is about the people who are there to share in the celebration of you. And even that is a kind of like not necessary either. We don't need to have these grand birthday parties either, but it's fun sometimes now that we're here, like, oh, it's your birthday. We'll come over and have some cake. That's fun. And just run around and play. Like, that's cool. That's all we really need. We make we make these things such a big deal. And I've been saying this since before even having kids. People who um, t- put so much emphasis on that for kids, like for holidays and birthdays or whatever, they're the same ones that when the kids get older, call them spoiled and unappreciated appreciated because mm-hmm. you have put them in this category of expectation. Expect- expecting all this stuff and you start from when they're younger so they they get everything and then as they get older you ain't got no money for them so then now they're expecting that same level at an other older age and you're calling them unappreciative you built this expectation into them how else do you expect this person to be if you told them that for this time of year when it's their birthday it's all about them and that people should be giving them stuff and then for christmas or whatever holidays you um, celebrate in that way it's all about people giving them stuff as well and then that's what they're expecting and then you run out of money or life changes or whatever happens or people are less interested in showering your child as they get older and now you're mad because you develop this person who's like expect has this expectation that you put you instilled in them <laughs> like you, you did this to them have to stop mm-hmm. you have to stop yeah it's, it reminds me of that thing you um, sent me that people complain about how that happens with um, couples, like the bridal shower, the wedding, mm. housewarmings, all the, the engagement parties, all oh, the stuff. Oh, yes. Where- Listen, mm-hmm. yeah, y'all got to stop <laughs> with this nonsense too. Y'all cannot be running around here getting mad at people having events because you have no boundaries. Mm-hmm and no communication and talking about it's relationship privilege (laughs) 
over your single self because you're not having engagement parties and wedding showers and 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 baby showers and gender reveals and all you do not have to go or you can go and not bring anything mm-hmm. like i don't understand why this is such a foreign concept mm-hmm. if you don't believe in those things you don't have to celebrate those things right <laughs> right i don't go to gender reveals i don't remember the last time i went to a baby shower like i Bless. I, I, I am Best torn. wishes. I am I don't wish you the, ill. Yeah. When I'm you pop the baby out, let me know what you need. Yeah. Like, you need somebody to come do a load of laundry? Mm-hmm. You need somebody to come hold this baby while you sleep? That's fine. I don't, mm-hmm. I, like, mm-hmm. no, I'm not. Why? Yeah. For why? For you yeah. to get a whole bunch of shit you're not going to use that's going to go in the garbage anyway? This whole thing that we just talked about? Mm-hmm. Baby showers are the worst in particular. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, y'all just buy anything. Well, that's because, and that's Convince also because. people that they need all of this crap. Most of this crap mm-hmm. sits unused, mm-hmm. untouched. Mm-hmm. And then you have large amounts of stuff you didn't ask for, you don't need, you don't mm-hmm. want. And then you, with your super pregnant self, hot and tired and bothered supposed to go stand in line to mm-hmm. to exchange this shit at all of these mm-hmm. various places like and people uh, don't respect registries no <laughs> people do not respect registries my cousin's mm-hmm. um ex whatever his, she went to her father for child's um, sister's wedding and she got like five deep fryers mm-hmm. because people are like oh she has that on her mm-hmm. registry i'm gonna go buy it somewhere else for cheaper so Next person did the same thing. Right. So like, you don't, they don't have to go. Like, you mm-hmm. don't have to go. If you don't want to be bothered, girl, you don't have to. Mm-hmm. You, you don't feel like bringing a gift. You don't have to. Like, mm-hmm. is this your friend who mm-hmm. you love and spend time with and knows that you love and want to spend time with him that you can do any day of mm-hmm. the week that's not this day? Mm-hmm. That should be cool. And if not, then that's not really your friend. Yeah. I don't know why, but it is bringing me to put this disclaimer that it is okay if you want to attend a wedding and bring a gift and the person who will be receiving it is someone who wants to receive that thing. That is not this conversation. This conversation is if I'm having a party and I say, do not bring me something, that you honor that. And that if you are having a party and you only want people to attend that are bringing stuff, that will bring you stuff, then you accept the fact that I'm not coming. <laughs> like that's not only <laughs> not only that, but let's have the real conversation. Mm-hmm. Accept the fact that you can't afford to have this party. Ooh. You Ooh. cannot afford this wedding. <laughs> if you yeah. need to recoup other people to pay for, not even to give you a gift, but to pay for what you spent, you couldn't afford this wedding. Mm-hmm. Why are you trying to have us crowdfund your wedding? Because that's mm-hmm. what you were doing. Or why don't you do that? that? Why don't you do it the other way around? Why don't you crowdsource for the wedding and then have the wedding as opposed to trying to pay your um, DJ with the money that Aunt Diane gave you? Mm, yeah, and no. See, like, this is the thing. See, yeah, no, see. I watch way too <laughs> many, what is it called? Bridezillas? Way too many Bridezillas back in the day. That's what they was doing. That's why, that's also the secret sauce of Bridezillas. Those people were planning the their wedding five me days before. It's like when people were giving money at weddings, that money was supposed to be like, not to pay for this, thank you, to pay mm-hmm. you. This is not my ticket to your party. Mm-mm. That Ooh. money was supposed to say, we acknowledge that you are young or maybe not young, but we acknowledge mm-hmm. that you are starting this life together. Mm-hmm. Take this money to help you get started. Mm-hmm. And you want to yeah. buy a house? Use this money to help seed you. Yeah. And you the assumption car, wasn't that you- Use this money to help seed you. Hell, yeah. maybe you couldn't even afford a, a honeymoon and here's something that you could use that for. This was not to be like, Oh, here's this money. Let's cancel it out by paying for this big ass party mm-hmm. that you couldn't afford that we're all here right now. Yeah. That money is supposed to help you start your life together. So I was gonna say that that's because that predates living um having a wedding beyond your means. Mm. Like there was not this celebrity, like, oh, I need to spend all this money on a wedding. Also, um I had this argument with my mom and my sister when I was getting married. The 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 bad direction, if you have if you out there listening. In the Black community, people really, 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 really believe that you're supposed to cover your cost of your plate with the gift that you buy. That is not accessible. I have been to weddings where the plates were $200. I'm, mm-hmm. not, I'm, not, I'm not giving you a $200 gift and we ain't even like 
play cousins. You know, <laughs> like it ain't even happening. Because I, my argument, with my sister is, oh, so my cousin is getting married, and my, and I'm getting married. Is my sister really gonna pay more money for a wedding, a wedding gift to my cousin than to her own sister, just because his plate value was higher? How, where they do that at? That doesn't even make any sense. Not we that I'm counting her money. We should know that. We should you. not know anything about what you How do paid you, for this exactly, wedding. Exactly. That's the other part. Like, that, so it doesn't make sense. You're, you should not be covering plates. So whoever told you that, it's a lie. And if you don't believe me, go find an etiquette book because this is how I had to prove them wrong. They had to read it in a book written by a white person that talked about wedding etiquette. And it said, that is not true. Because you should not know how much people are paying for this stuff. I mean, today we kind of know a lot more about people's like whatever, but yeah. So yeah, that's all I got. I don't know if you want to wrap it up with anything else, Shanice, but um, I think we're good. <laughs> I think that that's it. I think next week we are, or next time. Mm-hmm. I'll write a note. We had some stuff we wanted to talk about. Relationships. Oh yeah. Um and that'll be fun. Let's hope we're in the mood for that next time. <laughs> we tend to go with the flow of the day. All right. Well, um, thank you for joining us. Uh this has been Frame of Reference. And if you have anything you'd like us to talk about, you know where to find us. Bye.